listener, you may or may not always agree with what we have to say here at the Soul of Wisdom. You may not like everything that we post. You may love everything that we post. It's hard to tell because everybody views everything just a little bit different. But if there was ever an episode that I think you should pay attention to, uh, it should probably be this one because the content is a little bit scary and it could affect any one of us at any time. And I think that you need to learn about what we're going to talk about here. Um, not even the producer wife knows about this yet. So we're going to see how she reacts and we will go from there. As I just stated, this is the Soul of Wisdom. I am Dan, back with her triumphant return from hell. Is <laughs> producer wife Beth. Hi. Hi. Are we feeling better? We're working on it. Ish? Yeah. Sort of? Working on it. All right. Later today, we get to go, we get to, go to Dr. Brain. Yes. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. So as you know, if you've been listening at all, uh, the producer wife has migraines, so we're going to get that fixed today. Yes. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Okie dokie. Before we get started, please do take a moment to uh, like and subscribe and share and uh, leave reviews and stuff like that. Uh, and please also do uh, take a moment and share this on your social media uh, with your friends. Because again, the topic that we're going to cover today, I feel, is important. Uh, I don't think it gets a whole lot of, uh, of noise out there, but it most certainly should. So that's what we're going to do here with segment one. We're going to educate you just a little bit. Uh, if you have questions on what we cover today, please do reach out to us at soulwisdom.com. That is S-O-U-L-E wisdom.com. Shall we? Yeah. Okie dokie. So producer wife, I'm going to flat ask you if I use the phrase... Uh, civil forfeiture with you. Do you know what that means? Um, specifically, no, but I would guess, like, to give up your, like, civil rights. Um, no. Okay. Nope. Okay, so we'll educate you as well. All and right. then you can tell me on a level of 1 to 10 if you think this is, like, a, a 15 on the scary scale. Okay. Okay, several stories that I'm going to share. If you are on YouTube or Rumble, you can play along on your screen. If not, just listen along if you're on the podcast side. So this uh, from uh, CBS 11 in Dallas-Fort Worth. Okay. Okay. More than $100,000 seized after canine officer at Dallas Love Field Airport sniffs out bag. Okay. On December 2, the canine named uh, Ballantine alerted on an individual checked suitcase. It turns out the bag that belonged to a 25-year-old woman from Chicago who was on a layover at the airport contained blankets and two large bubble envelopes filled with $106,829 in cash. Okay, and if you're looking on the screen here, there's a nice picture of Ballantine standing on a table uh with piles of cash in front of him and this is a facebook post and it said uh we need to get him some treats canine officer ballantine does it again on two on 12 221 the love field interdiction squad seized over one hundred thousand dollars with the help of ballantine good job ballantine all right so so far not overly disturbing they seized some cash yeah okay uh the woman who owned the bag was not arrested, but the money was seized, and police say it will be subject to the civil asset forfeiture process. Um, and then they congratulate the canine again. 
So sticking with <clears throat> CBS in Dallas-Fort Worth, we'll go to the story from the next day that gives a little more information on this. Uh, the Dallas police seized more than $100,000, we know that, using civil forfeiture Law enforcement agents can seize cash or property that they claim is believed to be involved in a crime. Dallas police confirmed that the woman has not been arrested or charged with a crime, but the money was seized and will be subject to the forfeiture process anyway. So it was just funny because it was such a large amount, right? Uh, yes, but notice that she has not been arrested. She has not been charged with a crime, Yeah. <clears throat> but they took her money. Dallas police allege that travelers are not allowed to board a plane with more than $10,000 of cash without declaring it even on domestic flights. However, only travelers coming into or leaving the U.S. are specifically required by law to declare large amounts of cash. According to an article from the Virginia CBS affiliate, laws requiring exchanges over $10,000 are sometimes used to justify seizures. Law enforcement officials say that carrying a lot of cash on a flight could be seen as evidence of financial or drug crimes. Could be seen. Yeah. The fact of the matter is that there are laws dealing with reporting cash that's over $10,000, and there are also laws that deal with reporting it to the IRS. So the theory is when someone is carrying this much cash, you're trying to evade those laws. Some law lawyers don't buy that reasoning. Earlier this year, WJZY investigative reporter Matt Grand looked into the incident, looked into other incidents with law enforcement. Uh, it's not illegal to have cash on you, said Grant. So how are these agencies just able to take your money? You're absolutely right. It's absolutely legal to travel with any amount of cash to, domestically, said Dan Alban, a senior attorney with the Institute for Justice. But unfortunately, both TSA and DEA have policies that treat what they consider to be large amounts of money as presumptively suspicious and indicative of criminal activity. Uh, and then they go on to say, it says here, TSA rule 100.4 is traveling with large amounts of currency is not illegal. So it's actually in TSA rules that it's not illegal to do that. Uh, and then uh, this is a TSA spokesman, Mark Howell, who responded with, yeah, it's not, it's not. And that's why I say it's allowed. But again, when it's in the screening checkpoint, again, like I said, if there's large amounts of cash or if in, it's in the way it packaged, it looks strange, they're going to contact law enforcement. Few, if any, cash seizures lead to arrests or convictions. Playing along so far. Yes. Are you disturbed yet? Um, it's disturbing, <clears throat> but it doesn't even remotely surprise me. Okay. Uh, there's another article from D Magazine. I believe this is Dallas Magazine uh, that talks about this incident as well. But it goes into a little more detail about Texas. And specifically, it says, according to Texas law, police don't need a reason to take your property as long as they believe it has either been part of a crime or they believe it will be part of a crime. Okay. That grants law enforcement sweeping powers to basically seize anything they want. 90% uh, of the cash in circulation it's shown has been, sh it says, has been shown to contain trace amounts of cocaine. You and I have discussed that yep. privately before. Uh, and that's what gets the canines to hit on these things. 
I was actually going to ask that if it was a, a drug sniffing dog and that's why yep. he found it. Texas law specifically says that they can seize personal property with only a preponderance of evidence. In other words, a 50% likelihood uh, that what they think may be true. Didn't we actually see a live PD where um, the cops, and I obviously don't know how it turned out if they got their property back or not, but remember when they were um, searching the vehicle, they found a bunch of like um, higher end shoes in the trunk and some of the shoe boxes were like filled with cash and they took them. That was in South Carolina. Yeah. It was in Richmond or Richland rather. <clears throat> yeah. But they took it just because it looked fishy. Yep. Same kind of thing. That's why I'm not overly surprised, I guess. Yeah, so continuing on Texas here real quick, um, they have made um, attempts to change the law, and apparently both Democratic and Republican lawmakers have supported reform there, Democrats on the basis of criminal justice, Republicans on the basis of personal liberty. However, every time it's tried, it doesn't go through because they get pushback from local authorities who are using this to pad their local budgets. Wow. So that stops it every time. And then the article goes on to say that these laws started back in the uh, Reagan era with the war on drugs. If that was not enough, <clears throat> let's move out of Texas, okay? Let's go to Massachusetts. And this article from the New York Post, One Woman's Six-Year Ordeal Shows We Must Reform Civil Forfeiture Laws. Uh, after police in Berkshire County, Massachusetts took her car, Melinda Harris did not get a chance to contest the seizure for five and a half years. After the Phoenix-based Goldwater Institute threatened to file a lawsuit on her behalf in March, the county agreed within a week to return the car. Uh, the case shows how easy it is for government to seize people's property under civil forfeiture laws, which allow law enforcement agencies to supplement their budgets by confiscating assets they claim are connected to criminal activity. Uh, the Berkshire Law Enforcement Task Force seized Harris's 2011 G34 back in March of 2015 because her son was suspected of selling drugs. Although Harris had let her son borrow her car, cops did not allege that he used it for dealing drugs or that she knew about his illegal activity. Harris did not get a receipt, but she did not get a receipt and she'd heard nothing about her purloined property until October 2020 when she received a civil forfeiture complaint that had been prepared in January. Uh, as Goldwater Institute said, Massachusetts does not provide any deadline in which the Commonwealth is required to initiate forfeiture proceedings. So they sat on her car for five years before they actually did any kind of proceedings to deal with it. Uh, and then it says how Massachusetts, like most states, simply needs to have probable cause. Uh, Massachusetts allows innocent owners to seek the return of their property unless they knew or should have known that such conveyance or real property would have been used in any kind of crime. That's vague. You think? <clears throat> Law enforcement agencies get to keep the proceeds from forfeitures up to 100% in Massachusetts. They therefore have strong incentives to seize first and ask questions later. This is even worse than being victimized by a criminal, Harris said in her testimony to a House Committee on Oversight and Reform. When the police is taking your property, who can you call? It's true. Mm -hmm. The Institute for Justice estimates that hiring an attorney to fight a relatively simple 
state forfeiture case can cost at least 3000 but that's more than double than the median currency forfeiture. So on average, it costs you more to fight it than to just let it go. And don't think for a minute they don't know that. It's kind of ringing like the, um, the Walmart thing that we talked about where they um, are trying to reclaim um, their money through the law firms. Yeah. And they're like bullying the people. Yep. It's kind of the same thing. It's exactly like that. But if that weren't enough, okay, this article from Forbes, and by the way, none of these articles are old. The oldest one I believe here is October, and that's the one I'm reading right now. Okay, new proof that police use civil forfeiture to take back, to take from those who can't fight back. Uh, Nasir Geiger spoke with the wrong person at the wrong time, and it cost him hundreds of dollars and his car. Nasir was a victim of Philadelphia's predatory civil forfeiture scheme that operated from a shady courtroom, courtroom in quotes, at City Hall. For years, police and prosecutors seized cash, cars, and even homes, and then took the property for themselves. Worse still, new data shows that the police preyed on people in minority and low-income areas. Nasir's trouble began when he stopped to say hello to a friend at McDonald's in Northeast Philadelphia. What Nasir didn't know was that his friend had just been arrested for drug possession. A few minutes after ending the conversation driving away, Nasir was pulled over, his car was searched, and although no drugs or even drug residue was found, police seized the car and $580 in cash because they found empty Ziploc bags. Wow. The police gave Nasir a receipt for only $465 rather than the full amount taken and no receipt for his car. Nasir's court-appointed attorney recommended that he take a plea deal that would result in clearing his record if he paid a $200 fine and completed 20 hours of community service. Wow. Quick sideline, I can't believe that even a court-appointed attorney on something like this for just talking to somebody would say, take a plea. So Sounds like he was in on it. Uh-huh. He was getting a cut. This plea deal didn't include the government taking his car or cash, so Nasir thought he would get both back. He was wrong. Instead, prosecutors filed a separate civil forfeiture action to take his property. They almost certainly would not have been able to claim his car or his cash through a criminal trial since the supposed offense carried such a light punishment, but in a civil forfeiture, the property and not the person is on trial. Civil forfeiture is a process already prone to abuse, blah, blah. We figured that part out already. Yeah. Uh, property owners are summoned to courtroom 478 at City Hall, but there's no judge present in the room. The show is run by prosecutors, the same people who filed the forfeiture actions and who stood to benefit from successful forfeitures. <clears throat> Excuse me. When Nasir appeared in courtroom for seven eight, he was told to fill out paperwork, which he had to complete without the benefit of a court-appointed attorney. This is why it's called a civil forfeiture, by the way, because then it becomes a civil action, and you do not qualify for any kind of public defense, because it has to be criminal for that. Yeah. He was told to come back in another six weeks for a hearing. At the second hearing, prosecutors told Nasir he could get his car back, but only if he paid eighteen hundred dollars in storage fees. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Without his car, Nasir's 10-minute commute turned into 45. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then it talks just kind of about 
how Philadelphia is screwing people over, but I think we figured that out. So I think we can cut it short there. That's corrupt. Your reaction, producer wife. And by the way, these are only a few examples of what I've found in my research today is pretty rampant across the United States. That's sick. <clears throat> you think? Yeah. So let's start with the Dallas case. It, this has bothered me ever since I was back in the car business because thanks to 9-11, we got the Patriot Act. And with the Patriot Act, you have to do this cash reporting form for any transaction over $10,000, which is just ridiculous. But be that as it may, <clears throat> they are using that premise to say, well, you shouldn't have large amounts of cash. Well, they're two separate things. Yeah. Okay. Conceivably, back when I was in the car business, if somebody brought me $20,000 in cash and got stopped on the way to my dealership to pay for their brand new car, you know, they could have had that cash seized under that premise. But to go back to the airport thing, uh, exactly tell me what is wrong with her carrying $106,000. It may be weird, well, but last I knew, this is America. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't think it's safe, mostly because I don't trust airport security, but yeah, I wouldn't trust that somebody who is like... <clears throat> checking your luggage to make sure you don't have like weapons and things you're not supposed to wouldn't go oh look a bag full of cash and take it because you know yeah people no i wouldn't travel with that amount either but um that's her right yeah if that's what she wants to do and the fact that they did not charge her with a crime they did not arrest her tells me right there that they had absolutely zero to go on yeah they just wanted her money they just wanted the money and they took the money and she'll probably play hell ever seeing any of it ever again yeah but that's that's not like chump change no now is it feasible that she was going to go do unscrupulous activities with said money oh yeah yeah but we have a presumption of innocence in this country it is what we are founded on and i know that doesn't tend to be a whole lot in favor with a lot of people nowadays like when you um, consider high-profile cases like go back to Rittenhouse, for example. Everybody wanted to crucify this kid, but it's not our place and it's not our right. You know, once charges are brought, you go through a process and then a jury determines your innocence or guilt. Same kind of thing here. <clears throat> there is no process that's been brought. There's no charges that have been filed, but this lady is short 106 grand now. Yeah. Now, what they should have done and could have done is marked her, phoned ahead to the police at the destination she was going to, tracked her, and caught her in commission of the crime. Yeah, <clears throat> that's, that's what how, they should have done, yeah. That's how that should have gone, if there was a crime to be committed. You know, for all we know, she was going to buy a $100,000 vehicle somewhere, and she was flying to the destination where that vehicle was. They could have tagged her luggage. They could have done <clears throat> a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. But they wanted the cash. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So uh, I call bullshit. Yeah. Big time. Now let's consider the Massachusetts woman whose son was charged with dealing drugs. Not so good. But they took her car and they even said that they made no accusation that her car was involved in anything her son was doing. Yeah. 
That is seriously messed up. Yes. I, uh, I have huge problems with that. Because, <clears throat> again, this being America, we all have our own personal responsibility for what we do. And for them to connect her car with her son, who apparently was acting bad, okay. But where does that give them the right to seize her vehicle? It doesn't. And I don't see how it helps them to seize her vehicle unless they're using it. Yeah, they might have been using it. I don't know. Like as a UC or something. Yeah. But I mean, even then, the only way I could see them seizing the vehicle legally was if they caught her son doing the crime while he was in possession of it. Which they said they didn't do. At that point, it becomes evidence. But that was not the case here. They just seized it. Yeah. And they even... they didn't connect it to his crimes and with a vehicle especially it sat there for six years losing all of its value depreciation yeah i thought of that and unless that thing had been driven just having a vehicle sitting would have so many issues well, yeah not not good at all especially for six years you might be able to get away with that for a year or two but six yeah <clears throat> That thing's gonna be messed up i did i didn't get to this part of the article but she actually gave it to like her um like a niece or a granddaughter or something like that who was going to college. So apparently they got it running. But how ridiculous. She had to go out and buy another car. Yeah. All right. And then you have what's going on in Philadelphia, which... Just sounds like a ring of or... yeah, that's... legalized crime. Yeah, that's like the most corrupt of all. Because first off, Explain to me, okay, if you're surveilling the dude who just got charged with the drug crime or whatever, okay. And you go and you pull the dude over who is just talking with him. You might even still have me for that. Just to just to kind of see what's going on. Yeah. But the to then seize his vehicle and five hundred bucks because he had some empty ziplocks. Where there were no traces of drugs. And there were no traces of drugs anywhere? No, that is that is complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then he could have had lunch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Are Ziplocs a crime now? It just blows my mind. And then, you know, this these proceedings that they have to go through to get their property back that at the beginning, at least, isn't even overseen by a judge. Yeah. It's overseen by the same people who are seizing the property. And then the amount of money it takes to get your property back, which is usually more money than what the property costs in the first place. Yeah. And then with this Nasir dude, for him to even, for the, the public defender to go, well, just plead down to this, it's easier. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He didn't do anything. No. I don't know. That's why I said he had, he was either completely terrible at his job or he was in on it. Yeah. So we talk a whole lot in the world right now about <clears throat> bad cops and we talk about bad laws and bad prosecutors and bad jails and bad all of this well here's an example of bad that i think every single person in the united states can get behind right now and go that's screwed up and that needs to change yeah because what i've described in just these three stories again and there are many Go out to Google, go out to DuckDuckGo, and just search civil forfeiture. 
and you'll be amazed at what you find and dig into it a little bit and every state has got some form of this but it could happen to any one of us at any time you know i you could you could draw out two hundred dollars to go do christmas shopping get pulled over for something and apparently it only takes an empty ziploc bag and the next thing you know your money and possibly your vehicle is taken from you yeah and this is not me being hyperbolic here there are actual examples of this happening i've just read them to you yeah so. Or you could go order a Starbucks and because they were tailing the person who was serving you, all of a sudden you're being followed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was interesting to me, too, with the Texas story, how they were saying that every time they're trying to change the law, they get pushed back from the locals because they're worried about their budget. So if your local government is having to rely on seizing property from you, from your community to fund what they're doing, then you are not living in a good place. You are not electing good people. No. But local elections are the thing that we pay the least amount of attention to, but often are the most important. Yeah. If that is not an example of that, here you go. corruption at all levels yeah it's messed up yeah so i think you get the idea here i think i can leave it there for this segment but do yourself a favor go google or DuckDuckGo civil forfeiture and do some reading you'll be shocked and then what i want you to do is i want you to take this episode i want you to put it on your twitter i want you to put it on your facebook and let's make more and more people aware of what's going on because th there's all sorts of stories out there but tell me the last time your local news station has actually made any kind of big deal about this or the last time you've seen a big thing on like fox news or nbc news or msnbc or any of that i have never seen on any of those major sites any of this stuff until i just went digging now, there are some major sites like Forbes and Newsweek and stuff that have this, but, but those aren't places where people traditionally go to find their news. Yeah. You know, you go to whatever your tribal news is, which is at this point is either NBC or Fox, it seems, you know. But this is something that I don't care if you're left, right, boy, girl, black, white, up, down, whatever. Every one of us can go, this is crap. Yeah. So again... If there's any episode that you're ever going to share from the soul of wisdom, this is the one. Go share it now. This is something that is worth getting out there in front of everybody because it's messed up and the world needs to get educated so we can uh, we can uh, get these people out of power and get laws changed. Yes. You? I agree. All right. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I'd love comments if you are on YouTube or Rumble about what you think of this whole subject. If you are listening on the podcast side, email your thoughts to questions at soulwisdom.com. We'll be back with another segment in three hours. In the meantime, it has been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then.